0: just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay, everyone. Okay. This week, I want to welcome what one podcaster viewer called the less annoying Liz Bentley, and that is Princess Jones Curtis. Hi, Princess. Yay! You know, I want that on my grave—the less
1: annoying bit, Liz Bentley—because
0: that is how I see myself too. So, <laughs> thank you. Before we get started, do you want to tell us about the new project that is in jail and will hopefully be released soon? Yes, I am working on a new podcast about, it's basically about
1: Tory Spelling. It's a deep dive into all things Tory Spelling. And I've had, I've done a few episodes. I've had Liz on, I've had Cara Berry from Realizing Stuff on, and I'm really excited to move forward with it. But it can't be released, it can't come out of jail until we hit our Patreon goal. And basically, we just need more Patreon sign-ups. Even if it's for a dollar a month. You can sign up and help us release this uh, podcast. Uh, you can do that at patreon.com backslash EB Psychos, and there are all kinds of rewards. There, are, I mean, you get full-length uh, Feathers in My Hair episodes. I think that you get full-length uh smushroom uh, Smush episodes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things you can get just for signing up. So please do, and you can hear more from the less annoying Liz Bidley.
0: You know, Princess has been slandering me by saying that I went on her <laughs> podcast and insulted Tori Spelling's innocent children, which I would never, ever do. No one believes that.
1: No <laughs> <So, laughs> one believes that. We're going to... We're about to talk about Sophia, so if you guys feel like after listening to this if you feel like Liz never says anything
0: bad about a child okay but <laughs> I, I I think that's just not what's gonna happen so <laughs> which is perfect because I want to start with Farah this week because okay. I I'm reeling over Farah and watching Farrah and I <laughs> I'm, like, really concerned for (laughs) Sophia. There's not a single sane adult in her life. And you know what? Don't come at me and telling me that Amy is sane because Amy's getting married to Michael. And I've read Michael's sex messages. And he's not normal. (laughs) Okay? Okay? I've done that. No, no, no. Always, listen, if somebody seems normal,
1: but they're running around with, like, the worst people or disgusting people, something. Yes. Something attracts them to that. Yes. There's no way she's normal. She just seems normal because she's not getting a lot of speaking parts. Wait till we get our Being Amy special. (laughs) We're all going to be like, oh, we're (laughs) here.
0: Truer words have never been spoken, princess, because I always say that on this podcast. that People are always like, I want more of this person. And then we get more and they've written like a 19-page paragraph reddit post about how much they hate them and i'm like hold on let me go find the comment that you made that you loved them six months ago and it's because everybody on reality tv is garbage and true it comes out once they start getting more screen time and so right now amy looks like Calm, cool, and collected, but the reality is Amy let a fucking mini horse, six dogs, (laughs) Farah and Sophia, and all of Farah's shit, because I guess she can't afford a fucking storage unit, move in to her home. So how sane is Amy? Anybody that would let a mini horse that shouldn't, that it's probably dead, like, come live on their property? Mm -mm. Nope, don't trust it.
1: (laughs) You're right. There you go. Amy's fucked up.
0: So they're still in Italy. Like, MTV, they went on a long trip. You know what? I don't think they went on a long trip.
1: I think all this shit happened in,
0: like, 36 hours. That's
1: true. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think happened. And MTV doesn't have that much footage of this season, so they're stretching
0: it out. Yeah, which, by the way, they showed us that fucking firing scene last week, and we didn't get it this week which is as i said i don't want Farah to be fired but i need to watch the scene of her being fired like i want to know what happened because yeah.
1: i think morgan j freeman's been doing this so long that if he didn't have the right to fire Farah, he wouldn't go to her house on camera and fire her i just don't I agree. So what did he say i think he's this is what i i i, I may be proven wrong and like six weeks when we finally get the fucking episode but <laughs> what i think he said is i think he said listen we i wanted to come and talk to you because i've seen online or whatever that you're going to be doing that live stream porn thing that she was
0: going to be doing which by the way was supposed and- to be on halloween she had done the first right, one and okay. the second one was on halloween and as we know from the fucking pumpkin patches we're in that time period right but remember they put they they fuck with the on all yeah. the
1: time especially if they don't have enough but so I think he comes there and he says, "Hey, listen, you you can't be doing that because that's the that's it's not the, the what you've done, blah blah blah. That it's really not a, it's not you know a part of our brand or a part of this what the show is supposed to be about. So you can't really be doing that." Mm-hmm. And I think that since Farrah has such a cognitive problems that she he said that and she said, "What are you saying? I'm fired?" And he's like i'm telling you, you can't do this and i think that that's how and that's how the argument goes i don't think he says the word fired like yeah. i would be shocked again i'll i'll, I'll probably be disproved but i don't think he says you are now fired i think he says you can't do this it's a violation of your contract you need to you, you need to not do this and she's saying are you firing me listen Uh, I'm sex positive, blah, blah, blah. I'm a mogul. And then she goes in the bath and does some coke and says she keeps it classy and top notch or something. Something like that Mm happened. But I would be shocked if he actually went there and said, you
0: are let go. You know? Yeah. Has he he said anything about this? Does he ever tweet responses to things like this? No, Uh, right? He tweets, but I haven't seen him tweet any responses or comment on this. And Instagram tells me that they were in Italy at the end of September. So we're in the right-ish time period because they also don't – this isn't – I'm not exactly sure how Real Housewives do it, but I don't know if people know this, but on Teen Mom, they come – because it's so spread out, you know, and they only have so Uh many camera people that they come for, like, a week, and then they leave, Uh and then they come back, and then they leave. So it's not like filming starts, and they're filming every fucking day for six months. Right. They go over with the girls, like, okay, what are the important events in your life? Like – just off the top of my head with chelsea like okay so when's aubrey's father's daughter dance when are her baseball games like what give us a schedule of these dates and let's mtv then figures out like okay we'll be here for this week but then we're not going to be here for this week um and that's mm-hmm. how they schedule mm-hmm. because this isn't like they can just have a camera crew following around all these women in new york you know what i mean they live right. all over the country and they only have so many people working on the show so yeah, I wouldn't be, really think this out. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we get the Italy trip and then Farrah's in Greece with Simon. And I don't think MTV goes to Greece with her. And then she comes so, back. I don't know if you watch, I'm sure you don't, but I watch the UK version of team mom. Yeah. And I, I really watch. like it. I know
1: you love it. I love it. I love the teeth. I love it all. <laughs> but one of the things they do is they give the girls little cameras. So mm-hmm. after some, they, so they have the same problem with them because they're not all, but, so after something happens, they have them do video diaries, and I like it because it's so fucking messy. Mm-hmm. Because they're recording immediately after something's happened. There's not another person in the room, so they're saying shit that mm-hmm. you know. If yeah. you've got two cameramen and a and a producer, maybe you're like you know tempering what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. But you're alone. It's three a.m. and you just had a fight with Manly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a dude named Manly, and but he's not manly. And so. And you just had a fight and you're upset and you've already called your girlfriends and now you're going to get on this fucking little diary cam and, like, let it go. It's so, I feel like they should do more of that. But I think the OG moms might be too good for that. Not too good, excuse me. They've been doing this for too long, so they're not going to, like, fall. Yeah. Fall for that shit.
0: I agree. Um they used to do it. Do you remember on 16 and pregnant? They would always end mm-hmm. like that. Like, even though I'm pretty sure it wasn't handheld shot, it was, like, given the impression that it was. And they would do the thing yeah. and they'd like, I'm, it's so hard to be a mom. I wouldn't do this again this way, even though I love my baby. Like, at the end of every fucking mm-hmm. episode, like, they say the same yeah. exact thing. Um, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> my baby daddy's a fucking asshole and has only seen the baby oh, once, yeah. and I'm doing it all alone. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is why I love that show because it always starts off like, Hi,
0: my name is Melinda, and I'm a cheerleader, and I
1: met this guy two weeks ago, and I'm pregnant by him, but we're going to be together forever. And then by the end of it, it's like,
0: Never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I miss, I do miss 16 and pregnant. I wish he would come back. But so, Bear <laughs> and going out for a night on their own and they go to karaoke and I just want to point out I noticed Farah did something and then I was wondering so Farah says to her mom she's like these people are so funny and then I realized does Farah ever laugh or does she just say things are funny um she does laugh but it's like a fake
1: laugh that's how she <laughs> it's yeah like really weird um I'm doing this like i'm performing laughing i'm performing laughing for you not i
0: am laughing it's really weird yeah i like i thought of that i was like does she laugh have we ever seen farrah genuinely laugh on camera and sometimes she'll like pretend to laugh at sophia and she'll like make this little scrunched up face she's like "Mm, sophia you're so funny but i really i don't think she ever genuinely laughs on camera at least I don't think the truth is I don't think Farrah's very happy in general. So, what is she laughing
1: at? True, true. She's miserable. I think her smiles. Yeah, she's miserable. I think her smiles are Botoxed in. I don't think she, it's even like I don't. I don't think she's a happy person.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So they go to karaoke, and Farrah doesn't do karaoke. And I, I hate karaoke. I guess if you're very <laughs> drunk, it can be fun. But since I don't drink anymore and I get intense secondhand embarrassment for people, like really (laughs) intense, which actually sometimes, even when I'm watching TV, like I'll have to change a channel on a TV show because I get it so bad. I always have for as long as I can remember. My first, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, my first memory of getting it through the TV was a Rugrats episode when I was like a kid and feeling like very uncomfortable with what was happening on the Rugrats. I don't know. It's, I don't get that much embarrassment. This is so random, and people are gonna be like, "What?" But Angelica got kicked out of camp, and as she was getting kicked out of camp, the whole camp was chanting pickles, and I don't know (laughs) why, but that like deeply upset me as a child. And it's a, I know it's my secondhand embarrassment feeling. I don't know why. I was probably six years old, but it it's just something. She got kicked out of camp. Why are you guys adding to it? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Just let her go. I don't know why it set it off, but I have the most clear memory. Like I remember I was like standing in front of my TV in the living room because or the the like uh the family room as we called it, because that's how I would watch TV. I would like stand one inch from the TV <laughs> and like do like cartwheels and stuff while I watch TV. And I just remember like so clearly being like, I don't like the way this makes me feel. And so karaoke like sets that the fuck off for me. When you're drunk, and everybody else is drunk, it can be fun. But I used to work at a restaurant that had a bar attached to it, but was mostly a restaurant, but they did karaoke nights. And these people would come and be so fucking serious about it. And it was like their one night of the week to get their singing skills out. And it made me want to die when I had to work it because I would be sober-ish. Sober is not like a real word for what I was ever when I worked at that restaurant. But I wouldn't be, (laughs) mostly I wouldn't be drunk. Sometimes I would be, you know, depending on the night. But usually I wouldn't be drunk. And I would be really stoned because this meant I was closing. So I would just go out to my car and smoke pot the entire time I was closing. And I would just be like unable to handle karaoke. It just, karaoke (laughs) upsets me on a level that I... I can't fully explain. <laughs> and
1: yeah, I don't like karaoke either, but it's because I'm not a great singer and I'm also not someone who likes to perform in front of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I can't imagine. I, I I know people who are who are okay singers who do well at karaoke or people who really enjoy that kind of stuff, but I just can't imagine wanting to be up there singing in front of people. Um, I can't, I feel like if the producer's, It was the producer's idea for them
0: to go to karaoke because I can't imagine Fair being like, Let's go to karaoke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Italy where they could go to like a fucking nightclub. I feel like that's fair. That's where Fair was born to like operate like an Italian nightclub.
1: (laughs) She do she cleaned up so well there.
0: Yeah. She does great. Exactly. So, Deb's OG decides to do karaoke, and here's the thing that I'm confused about. They're clearly dubbing this the music over, uh, like, the show. Like, that was, the music was added in post-editing, because it's very clear, you don't hear anyone in the background, it's, like, clearly not Deb's singing it live. But she is rapping right. along to it, so I wonder if they, like, put it on the... Like, she, like, plugged her phone in. You know what I mean? Like, hooked her phone (laughs) up to the Bluetooth. And then they just, like, edit it back in to get rid of, like, background noise. So it was more clear. But it was a very weird, it was a weird moment. But Farrah was actually into it. She was, like, smiling and laughing. Not laughing, but, like, not scowling. I was, okay, so I
1: was shocked by that as well. Because my theory about the whole Dr. David thing is, is that although I don't think Doctor David is likable in any way? No, I think the, that it's not that Farah doesn't like him. Farah is upset her mother's getting married before yes. she is. Yes. That's what it is. And and I've experienced in my real life that well, first of all, Farah and Deb are both the type of women who think getting married was like a big accomplishment, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the like the same as um like getting a degree or like some big accomplishment your family be really excited about, they think it's like something you got to earn and work towards and like, look what I've done. I've gotten married. Mm-hmm. So Farah is jealous of Deb. And I've experienced this myself with things that have happened to me where someone has gotten, something good has happened to me and someone has gotten angry with me and I could not figure out why they were pissed off at me. And if I tried to talk to them about it, they'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's, everything's fine. But they were just like, so, aggressive towards me and it's because they were jealous of something and it, it had nothing to do with me it had mostly to do with themselves and how they were feeling about some, where they are or, or comparisons and things like that and I think that's what is doing with them and I think that if Simon had married Farrah like she demanded mm-hmm. two seasons ago Sarah probably still wouldn't like Dr. David and probably still wouldn't be like into it but she wouldn't be so mad she would just be like yeah, whatever. You're what is going to suck? Like she wouldn't. <laughs> I think she's angry. Cause I think she's jealous. And I think that any time Deb looks happy, keep in mind that for the last few years, we're, if you go back to to the sixteen and pregnant for Farrah, if you go back to the first few episodes of Team Mom, Farrah's parents are have the upper hand on her. She has mm-hmm. to live in their 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 rental property. They're constantly telling her what she can't do and what she can do. They they are in charge of her but eventually Sarah got more famous and has more money and they suddenly need her for certain things that all of a sudden Sarah is mm-hmm. in charge so now they have to be nice to be on the show. I'm sure when this show is not on, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I did this. And that's when I, and you're not going to be on the show if you can't film with me. And yada, 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 yada. And you wouldn't have anything. and Because I'm sure they all get, like, some sort of payment from the show.
0: Yes, and so,
1: absolutely. And her celebrity, and you get invited places, because Deb is such Deb OG. Deb OG mm-hmm. is such a, like, a, a fame fucking whore now. Mm-hmm. So And remember when she wanted that liquid facelift and, and. Farah had to put it on her car, shit like that. But now, now that Farah now that Deb is getting married, Farrah, Deb has the upper hands in a certain kind of way. And that look how happy I am. Look, someone's gonna marry me. Simon was gonna marry you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that type of shit. And Farah is pissed. And that's where all if, if Simon had married fucking Farah, none of the storyline would be happening. None of it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I've said a million times that Farrah lives to punish her mother. And Mm -hmm. I think she's mad that she's... (laughs) Deb has taken away one of Farrah's greatest insults, which is you're a a miserable woman who's going to die alone. And now Farrah can't say that to her. Because Deb says, well, no, actually, I have David. I'm not dying alone. I'm quite happy with David. Uh, I also think that Farrah... Oh, I read a really good comment that I wanted to to say on here that if you go back and watch the early seasons of 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom, you'll see that Deb is always the angry one with Farrah being the one who cries to use yeah. it, to manipulate. Yeah. And now in this, so they have the money reversal where Farrah got the power via money and fame. And in that, mm-hmm. I feel like they've switched emotional roles, where Fair is yep. the angry one that yells and screams, and Deb's the one that cries. If you go back, uh-huh. Deb is never crying in 16 and Pregnant or Early Teen oh, Mom. No. Never.
1: She's telling she, people they're going to hell. Yeah. She's demanding. She, she Don't you want to go to heaven with us? She's, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we just want you to go to heaven with us. And I would have been like, no, thank you. Don't you want to go to heaven <laughs> with our family? No. And, he just met you. What we're talking about is Farah is going out on a date with someone and she brings him to the house and they kind of interrogate him about Jesus and basically saying, listen, don't you want to go to heaven? And I'm like, you just met this dude today. Him committing to go into heaven with you is like a big deal. But anyway, so she asks, she talks about God a lot. She yells at Farah, and she, she, Basically tells Farrah she's not taking care of Sophia, right? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what she does.
0: And Farah cries. And cries. And, cries. and cries and cries. And cries.
1: So, yeah. Complete role reversal. And I know that our Slender Mommy, Malls really feels for Farrah. <laughs> and so do a lot of other people. They're like... Deb is ruined, Farah, Deb is ruined Farah's life, but the truth is that Farah is grown right now, okay? Yeah. And Farah is getting something out of this dysfunctional relationship. She's punishing them. She's showing them. She's doing all of that. And she's still she's still here on purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. So because she doesn't want to get better. Farah does not want to get better. And I will say that with confidence. She talks, I'm going to therapy, I'm changing my life, I'm becoming a positive person, but nothing in her life or her actions reflects that. Because Farah is obsessed with the dysfunction. And let's be real, like, Deb and Michael did ruin child Farah. I don't think anybody yeah, is debating that. I don't think anybody is yeah. going to come on this podcast and say, you know what, I think Deb and Michael did a heck of a job. And they were great <laughs> parents to Farrah. And I don't have any idea why is upset. And she has no reason to dislike her parents. I would never, ever take that stance. Farrah is a deeply troubled person who clearly has had a lot of trauma in her life. However, and you can at see some it from point, day one. You have to want to day get better. Fair, you can see it. You, you just yeah. have to want to. And I say this as somebody who deeply relates with the not wanting to get better because once you want to get better you have to change your you have to do something about it and that's really hard and i used to like you know i grew up in a very dysfunctional house with very emotionally abusive parents and i lived in that victimhood until i was like 26 when i got sober around the age fair is now she might be 27 i think she's 26 though so it was around it was it's she's so young and there is still a chance that she could want to get better although i think the difference between Farah and I is that I think there's some more mental health issues possibly going on with Farah than I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there might be a personality disorder going on with Farah that I didn't have. So it made it a little easier to get better. But the reality is it's like, you have to want to change your family dynamics. Like my whole family was so fucking sick of it. You know, by the end, it was like, we all need to change. And yeah. you can see, that Farah just doesn't want it, and we might as well talk now about the next scene, which is Farah and Sofia are in the hotel room, and Deborah comes in with dresses, which is first of all <laughs> stage crazy because she brought them on an international fucking flight, like she it's so and then, crazy, and then Farah gonna have to cart this extra. I okay, I lately have been flying like Spirit and American Airlines economy plus, and I can go for like five days with just a little backpack that fits under the front of my seat. Like, I love a light mm-hmm. pack. Like, I hate overpacking. If I have to check a bag, I'm very annoyed. I never want to check a bag. So the idea of bringing extra shit on an international flight is, it upsets. It's just next level crazy. There's no reason that Debra couldn't have shipped those to the house. But if she did, it she couldn't so do a manipulation thing. Yeah.
1: Because here's what she wanted to do. She wanted to go in there. First of all, I agree with you. Um... Sophia is saying that she hates David mm-hmm. to this point because Farrah's been saying it. Yeah. And now Farrah gets, to, Farrah gets to be just the same thing along with the LA San Diego shit. Mm-hmm. For weeks, Farrah said, We're going to San Diego. We're going to San Diego. And then one day she goes, Do you want to move to San Diego or LA? And, and Sophia thinks she's got the right answer because mm-hmm. she's been listening. <laughs> and she says, San Diego. And Farrah
0: goes, what about L.A.? <laughs> yeah. No, she said, her like, no, she didn't even say, she said, no, you don't want to move there. We oh, want to yeah. move to yeah. L.A.
1: <laughs> and Sophia, you look at her face and be like, what the fuck? I studied so hard and yeah. I got the quiz wrong anyway. Yeah. So we know that this, even if she doesn't really, like, I agree with you. I'm sure her and Dr. David have spent zero time alone together and she probably doesn't like them that much. But for this level, it's coming from fair, but fine, whatever.
0: Yeah here's the thing I also yeah. like started disliking my grandmother at a young age because like I saw how she treated my mom I saw my it's like I can't I can't get into all my family dynamics but <laughs> but my grandmother was a very miserable woman still is who takes it out on others she's not she wasn't like hitting us but she just was she was not and is not a nice person and she, she was, was very unpleasant to be around yeah and, and she's mean. Very mean to my mom, and she would cause my mom and dad to fight. Like, I would say, I mean, they fought about fucking everything in the world, but I would see them fighting about my grandma. So I understood, like, she is, even though I didn't have words for it, from a very young age, I understood that Nana was an unhealthy source in our life. And I would say, like, well, I don't want to go to Nana's, but it wasn't a fucking option. Nobody cared. They said, get your right. ass in the car, we're going to Nana's. Like, even if I said I I didn't want to go, nobody was like, okay, honey, you don't have to go to Nana's then. It was like, we're going to Nana's. Shut the fuck up. Like, and that's... Yeah, you don't drive. Yeah. No, so the thing is, is that I find it so interesting that
1: Sarah right now is like, well, whatever Sophia says, whatever Sophia wants. But when Sophia wanted to go to San Diego, it was all... When Sophia told me to yell a lot, it was all like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bitch. Mm -hmm. That's so... Sarah's only playing this part right now. Yeah. But even if all this is not true, even if Sophia really hates Dr. David, it grated on me so fucking hard to watch Deb try to get a fucking seven-year-old permission to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I do not negotiate with terrorists or children. Okay. And so the, the so it's, If she had told me she didn't want to go and her mom said, well, she doesn't want to go, so she's not going to go, I would have said, okay, and left it at that. The fact that she brought those fucking dresses over there and was, because what she wanted to do was show her the dresses because hopefully Sophia wanted to wear a pretty dress. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, Mm -hmm. oh, look, you're going to miss out on this. Oh, there's going to be cake there. Oh, I'm going to buy you this. That's what Mm -hmm. she was fucking doing. And it was gross. It was gross to see Deb do it. It was gross to watch Farrah condone it. It was gross to watch Sophia, like, to, to play this part where, like, yeah, I am the decider. I'm seven years old, and I'm going to ruin your fucking... And guess what? No kid needs to be at any wedding except for their parents. Other than that, you could do without them, okay? <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Yeah, Ugh. exactly. What Farrah said was, so Deb, like, is like, don't you want to wear it to my wedding? And Farrah's like, if we even go to your wedding. And also, it's like, the <laughs> wedding is in a month. Farrah like there should be no back and forth either you're going to the wedding or you're not going to the wedding there should be none of this like because this is what Farah does and she and Farrah ends up going to the wedding and apparently like flies in the night before like it, that's when she decided she was going to the wedding you know probably why because people stop asking her to go yeah probably. So she was like oh fuck no fuck no
1: I can't uh-uh let me show up give you a little bit take it back give you a little bit take it back that's back- that's her relationship, and that's what they did to her, and that's what she's doing to them. And, you know, the other thing about Farah is if Farah was only like this to her parents, I could let it go. But Farah's like this in general. Yes. Farah is, this is who she is as a person. And I'm just not, I just, I'm not ready to get, she's a racist, crazy mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some other, I know that Saad hates when you read the <laughs> Instagram posts. Well, whenever you read those, or I see them on in the group or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm always like I think something's fucking wrong with her, and I I think that like she's gonna be like running down the street with like a gun naked
0: or some shit. Like I think something crazy is about to fucking happen. Yeah, like Anne Hash, she's about to pull an Anne Hash and like go wander in the desert and show up at someone's house asking about aliens. You know, she reminds me of Cat Williams. You know how Cat Williams is running oh around God. getting beat up by little kids?
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, like, weird shit. And I What's, think it's going to progress. I think something's fucking wrong with Sarah. And I that's agree. why I stopped commenting on those posts, because I was just like, I think she, like Kid Fury from the read. I have a sick and shut in list, too. And I, she's on it. She, I think something's fucking wrong with her.
0: Yeah, I think she definitely, something is wrong with her, and I think she's doing a lot of cocaine. A sure. lot of cocaine. Sure. which I'm Sure, Simon brings it over. Sure. Uh, yeah. So Farrah says, I would love to be with you too, but my daughter doesn't want to go to the wedding. I'm just keeping it 100 with what Sophia feels. <laughs> you don't need to try and manipulate my daughter anyway. And it's like, uh, everybody's manipulating Sophia. So Deb says, Sophia, do you want to come to my wedding? And Sophia says, I don't like David. Now, here's also my other thing. I don't think most seven-year-olds, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're around kids this age more, and I think we have a good comparison in Bentley. I don't think most seven-year-olds fully comprehend weddings not wanting to go to a wedding because you don't like the significant other and what marriage <laughs> really means. Because, like,
1: like, when we go to weddings, we're thinking of the marriage and of the union and going to the wedding supports that. Like, Bentley, when you told me we to his father's wedding, he's only thinking of cake and running around, taking pictures. That's what he's thinking of—the party, yeah. not do I support this union?
0: Yeah, he's not no, thinking. You're right. He's not thinking. Well, I don't really like Mackenzie, and the wedding means they're going to be together forever. And I don't know if I can go there and like support this emotionally. Like that's so yeah. clearly <laughs> something that Farrah has put in Sophia's brain. I just don't think that's like a normal. 7-year-old's concept of life. You 7-year-olds don't think no. like, well, I shouldn't be going to this wedding because if I go to this wedding it means like I'm giving my seal of approval to grandma mm-hmm. and Dr. David and I just really don't like David so like I don't think that's right for me. Like <laughs>
1: yeah. This is definitely something uh, Sarah has done as like as coached her with and done all these different things well she with. says it but later again, in the
0: episode we'll get there but she's yeah. like she literally says it later in the episode that grandma's not picking the right person to marry i just it just is beyond the concept of it just so you would never you know, see macy talking to Bentley about Mackenzie this way and mckenzie and ryan's wedding this way
1: yeah so when i was younger my grandfather married his third dorothy <laughs> or excuse me it was the second Dorothy he later married another Dorothy are
0: you kidding <laughs> like Ron Swanson no. on Parks and Recreation with all teams. absolutely absolutely my grandmother's name was Dorothy she died he married
1: another woman whose name was Dorothy but we called her Franco for some reason and I disliked her okay she disliked me too okay <laughs> so it was fine <laughs> but I just remember my mom, my mom didn't like her Frank uh, none of they didn't like each other at all and then we had to my, um stay with them for about two months when my father was deployed and we were moving and it was it was gross and I just remember she was just so rude and I wanted to watch something like uh I know my name is Steven, so you know that great <laughs> I wonder what she was telling me I was too young, and I was like I've seen it four times pitched down of my face and she, was, she was, I was like, this is what I do and so and I remember not liking her, but I also remember thinking it never occurred to me that I could tell my grandfather. You can't be married to that woman. No. It never uh... occurred to me. I just would be like, I'm just like, you know, when Frank was doing her, she wasn't, keep in mind, she wasn't actively, like, mean to me or abusing me or doing anything that I could, like, be like, listen, this is not okay. It's just, like, we didn't get along. And she yeah. really thought she she was, like, more traditional grandmother than I was used to. So, I... So, but it never occurred to me that I could go to my grandfather and be like, listen, you need to get this bitch out of here because I'm not into it. (laughs) I just was like, okay, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to chill and I'm just going to, you know, I'll be over here. She'll be over there. And then one day, oh my goodness. One day it was like a, you know, your, your kids come, your parents come to school to eat lunch with you. It was a day where we all did that. And my father was deployed. My grandfather was working on the airline. He wasn't there. My mother was working. And I was cool with it. I look over there. Franko comes walking through the fucking door. She is wearing a gold metallic jumpsuit. <laughs> kind of like... I want you to think... That this, this is not happening because I'm much older than you. But I want you to think the Mo Money More Problem video okay. with Mace and Diddy okay. when they were in those plastic... Okay, think of that. Or like the, a Golden
0: uh, Girls, like, full, yeah, like, plastic. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, I know that exactly gold
1: Lame shit. Yeah. And she's got all these big ass fucking sunglasses (laughs) and I'm in the fucking fifth grade and I'm like what? so she comes in she sits next to me she's like trying to have lunch she's trying and I am just like get away from me I pretend like I don't know her she speaks to me I won't speak back to her because I'm an asshole I'm like nine or ten (laughs) years old and I just I'm just like so embarrassed by her presence I can't even believe she did this and after she left i was sitting in class and these two little boys were sitting behind me. And one of them said, Hey, did you see princess's grandma? The other one goes, no, I was blinded by her, her suit. And I was just like, that was such a good burn for 10 years old. And I'll never fucking forget it. And guess what? I still did not go to my grandfather and say, get rid of this bitch. Yeah.
0: Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine at seven years old thinking that I had the right, to make those decisions. It wasn't presented to me as an option to have decisions well, like think, that. I think Farrah presents these as options to have decisions as long as they're decisions well, yeah. that I want.
1: So if you don't want to go to school anymore and it's easier for me not to go to school anymore, bam, she's yes. making her own decision. She's living her own life, that sort of stuff. But if let's say you don't want to go to acting it, class, Farrah yeah.
0: doesn't give a fuck and you want to be an actress.
1: Right. It's, it's 6 p.m. and you're on your way to, I don't know, the fucking Grammys. I don't think Farrah went, but that's what she keeps taking Farrah to all, I mean, Sophia to all these red carpets. If if Sophia was like, I don't want to go, I want to stay home, it would be like, you're ungrateful, put on mm-hmm. this lipstick and let's go. That's, yeah.
0: yeah. So Deb says to Sophia, which is absolutely fucking insane, she says, I would come to your wedding. <laughs> Debbie's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. And you know what? Sophia says exactly the right thing. It's not about my wedding. And right now it's about yours.
1: No, she says, it's not about my
0: wedding. It's about yours. That's what she says
1: in her feral animal voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Deb starts going in on Farrah, like, it doesn't matter. I always supported you. Even when Derek did horrible things to you and hurt you, I was there for you. And then is like, no one has ever hurt me as much as my family did, which, true. I mean, I don't think anybody's debating that. And she says, well, you can't take something that was so beautiful to me, like Sophia's dad. Hold up. Fair wrote an entire fucking book about what an abusive asshole Derek was. Sure. But now he gets to be, now he's a
1: saint, though, because he died. I'm sure she wrote that. She wrote that book after he died. But I'm just yeah. saying that, like, we're so far from his death that now he can be nothing but a saint. That's she has did, decided.
0: Did you know in book that
1: this is a story?
0: In Fair's book, she said that Derek. She like to get back at Derek. She like went out with a, mm-hmm. a black guy, and then Derek called him the N word. And Fair wrote that's mm-hmm. how she knew that Derek really loved her. Absolutely, I know that. Also, <laughs> at the beginning
1: of Teen Mom, when her first year, all she dates is black dudes. Yeah. And the fir- in the first season of Teen Mom, Farrah is out all the time. And in yeah. fact, one time they were filming her. Some dude, she's trying to get up with some dude. His name was, I think his name was Shaq? It was. I was <laughs> just
0: about to say, she definitely dated a guy named Shaq. And he was like a basketball player of some sort? And he go, no, this is a different he, guy. He was a some, football like, player. People- Shaq was a football player because she went to his game, right. remember?
1: But she met some dudes at a club, and they look like Iranian businessmen or something. They go back to their apartment,
0: her and her girls, and film.
1: And dude's like, oh, you have a kid? Why aren't you at home with your kid? she's like, (laughs) basically, she's like, hey, I do what I want. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, and I find it so interesting that she only dated black dudes back then. And now she's, like, such a top-notch racist. But... And you're right. That's exactly what, it, and also, um, keep in mind that Michael was going, was going to trial for mm-hmm. beating up, um, Derek, Derek. and he yeah. died. And that's how
0: Michael got off on that. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. So, yeah, he pulled a knife on Derek. <laughs> he caught Derek in Ferris's yeah. bed and he beat him up and he pulled a knife and he was facing felony assault charges. Like not, yeah. Not little things, like he was it was serious, serious business, mm-hmm. and then Derek died. and it went and
1: away. in season three,
0: Farrah tells um Sophia this story
1: at bedtime, like it was a really cute thing. She's like one time, Daddy was in my daddy Derek was in my bed, and Grandpa found him. And I'm like, are you talking about the time your dad was charged with phone? phone? Oh <laughs> She's is like fucked up. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Obviously, Deb doesn't need to bring that up. Obviously, she's over here. I just can't. It's so gross watching her do this. Yeah. And just like, dude, the best way to get her to come to your wedding is to stop asking her. Just tell her, okay, I wish you were there and there's always room for you. And then never bring this shit up again.
0: You know, it's funny because sometimes Deb can totally, like, beat fair at her own game. Like, when she showed mm-hmm. up in Italy and Michael and Amy were there and she knew fair was trying to set her up. And she didn't give it to her. There are times, and then there are other times where it's so obvious that Deb can't figure it out. And it's just like, Deb, you know the crying doesn't work on Farrah. Like, try another tactic. Ignore her. Do you Imagine if Deb you stopped taking Farrah's calls.
1: Farrah it would, would kill Farrah. Farrah, Farrah would fly would, to her
0: house. Exactly. And get a, a driven car and show up and bang on the door. I'm just scared to see you guys. But she was just she'd be there. Too. But do you think that maybe
1: part of the reason Deb is is like wants that Far- Vera at that wedding so bad is because then she knows it'll be filmed, and maybe yes. she's already promised some yes. things.
0: Yes, and um, that
1: and she's gonna have to pay for that shit if Farrah doesn't show up.
0: A hundred percent, yes. Not even just pay for that shit, but she just wants it on film, even if she's not getting sure. anything for free. Because I'm, I'm not. I mean, maybe she was supposed to be, but who knows? But Deb needs this wedding to be filmed. Why else would she invite Amber? Why else would she invite Courtland Rogers, Janelle's ex boyfriend? As we see, <laughs> as we see next week, Vera's like, why are you inviting Janelle's ex boyfriend? And I screamed. I was like, Courtland. Why? Mentioned. Has she ever met Courtland? She just, no. Is the internet. Courtland's never oh. been to an MTV thing ever. He's never, except for the X Files. I was. The only time that he's ever been officially on camera. There was other time where Janelle saw him outside the courthouse and that was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Deb is so fucking thirsty and yeah, I, it's really sad to watch this because she's what? In her 50s, maybe 60s? How old is she?
0: She's probably in her 60s because she has a daughter older than Farrah. And so I'm assuming she's right, in her the mid one to late pop, 50s, Ashley. you know?
1: You think she learned a little bit about life at this point, but okay.
0: She's regressing in a way that's absolutely fascinating to watch. And I think speaks to, and I mean really this entire show speaks to just how unhealthy it is to be on reality TV. Especially if you have a little bit of an issue already. In reality TV, you know, I was explaining to my roommate who doesn't really watch reality TV at all. Why I love Teen Mom so much. And I said part of it is, this is one of the only shows that shows how detrimental being on reality tv is because like the real housewives i don't know they were already most of them were trying to be famous anyway you know they were trying to break into the biz they're all in their 40s or 50s when they get cast on this show it's a little different and you don't see them like slowly losing their minds but like on team mom we're watching them get famous at such a young age and lose their minds from being famous
1: yeah. I mean famous um, and in I quotes.
0: Also, but you know. Yeah,
1: famous and quotes. <laughs> I mean Fair is probably the most famous of all. Yeah, of for sure. And if people know of the who porn. she
0: is. Yeah. Okay, so the next day, Fair's annoyed with her mom, of course, and they go to lunch with Michael and right in front of Sophia, because why wouldn't she? And she says to Michael, she's like, Well, mom wants us to go to the wedding and she's just bitching, bitching, bitching about it. And Michael's like Look, I just want you to put this aside so that you can enjoy your time together. And Farah goes, whatever. And like gets up and goes storms to the bathroom. It was just, (laughs) it was funny because she obviously, here's the thing. I think Michael and Amy have really been indulging in the, the Deb hate. And I have a feeling them seeing Deb in Italy and like seeing, remembering how important Deborah is to Sophia maybe kind of click them out of, like, the we hate Deb train and we should be more supportive of this, and I think Farrah didn't like that. Because Farrah's only getting along with Michael now because he's, like, sucking her toes. That's the only reason.
1: She only... And because it it annoys Deb.
0: But the other
1: thing is, is that the... (sighs) Farrah probably tells them all kinds of stuff that Deb is doing. Mm -hmm. Like... Like, and Deb hates Amy. She says, Amy's fat and ugly. And you know what? She was laughing at, like, I'm sure, sure that there's been a lot of, like, game of telephone between the three parties. Mm -hmm. And so they see Deb in Italy. And suddenly they're like, well, maybe she doesn't want to kill us. (laughs) And things get a little bit. And so they're, you know, they're not as angry. And it's also hard to sustain anger for that long when you're not around that person a lot. Farrah can do it because she's still in this thing with Deb, but mm-hmm. Michael's not really, not anymore. Like, no, the only way he interacts with Deb it seems like is through Farrah and Sophia. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have as much to be mad at her about.
0: Yeah, and Michael. So Fera goes to the bathroom, and Michael asks Sophia, like, "Hey, just between us." do you want to go to grandma's wedding? And she says, no. And he says, why not? And she said, because David's going to be there. And I mean, it's just so obvious. It's just not, there is no reason for Sophia to hate David this much because, you know, later in the episode, Michael says it's because he, she saw them fight in Key West, which she didn't really. She wasn't there for like the worst screaming of it. She wasn't at the table, but to like, who hasn't she seen her mom fight with? She sees her mom <laughs> fight with Michael. She sees her mom fight with Deborah. She's seen her mom fight with Simon. She's seen her mom fight with everybody that works at MTV. Like I just don't believe that without fair like buzzing in her ear about how much they hate David, like Sophia would care that much about David. And being also she
1: she's been around for the play for the playbacks where the, where they're constantly reminding each other what yeah. happened. And and then he said this and then you get this and I hate him and I hate him. Like that's, that's what she's, she's coming from.
0: Yeah. And Michael says like, it would be really nice if you went there for grandma's sake. And uh, that annoyed me too, because I just feel like she's getting such mixed messages from all the adults in her life. And it's sad because she doesn't have, I don't know to tell a seven year old who, you know, her mother who is her entire world because she's an only child of a single parent. So Ferris kind of it for Sophia. You know what I mean? Now Michael and Amy more because they live with them. But really, it's Fair and Sophia. So for Michael to be yeah. like, well, it'd be nice for you to be there. It's like now we're just confusing her even more.
1: Well, yeah, because like I said, she studied and she thinks she's getting this quiz right. In fact, this is how I know this is fake. Or I know this is fake on um, Sophia and Ferris part is because If I had a seven or eight-year-old that was constantly telling me how much they couldn't be around an adult and how much they disliked them, I would say, okay, why? I'd like to know more about that. If I had a kid that was a certain – that of that age and they constantly were telling me, um, you know, something's wrong, Um, I don't want to talk to this person, I don't want to be around them, I I hate them, I'm scared of them, I'd want to know why. Because I think that something inappropriate happened between them. Some sort of incident happened that they're not telling me about. But Farah does not ask her why. Farah says, hmm, yeah. I mean, maybe she asked her why off camera, but I don't believe that either. I think Farah knows why. And also, anybody listening to this, please do not take this as I'm saying that that, uh, Dr. David has done something to Sophia. I don't know. I don't know anything like that. I don't think so. I don't think Dr. David's ever been in a room with Sophia alone. Exactly. Honest. That's why I don't think so either. But I don't think they've had any conversations besides the type of conversations you have with your grandfather's friends. Like,
0: how old are you? What school do you shit? So- uh, no, I don't think he's even <laughs> no, had this. I think David has shown that he does not care to have those conversations. I would be surprised if they oh, said you're more right. than five words to each other. Because David d- refuses to interact with people around him.
1: Yeah, he's socially awkward too. So he's yeah, you're so right. Weird. He doesn't even know that that's how you talk to a child that you don't know. But so no, please don't like don't let this become something on the internet where like, well, I heard Dr. David did this. No, I don't. I'm just saying that if so, there's a child like having this type of reaction, you want to know why because you're because things get fishy. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying, and yeah. I don't believe that's why I don't believe this is real.
0: Here's the deal: either you completely cut Deb off. Because of she's marrying David and we're not having you in mm-hmm. our life anymore, or you fully support it. There can be no in between. Or at least you fully support it in front of your daughter. You know, you don't I'm have not to even fully fully support it. I don't talk bad about it. Yes.
1: Exactly I just don't I don't say anything. I don't have any thoughts on it. I don't say anything. And that's it. So that's what she should be doing. That's what Macy would be doing. Honestly. I can't imagine even Amber talking shit about Christina in front of Boo Boo. I can't imagine it.
0: Not like this. She might make side comments, but no, nowhere near this. And then Farrah says to Sophia, she's like, aren't you so glad we were here for Michael and Amy's engagement? Wasn't it so pretty? Because, you know, Grandma didn't include us in her engagement. (laughs) Why would – okay, first of all, like, engagements can be private and personal. I have never oh, felt offended that I wasn't involved in someone's engagement, and both my <laughs> parents have been, are remarried, and I was not involved in any way, shape, or form in either of those engagements. Uh, my dad texted me a picture of the ring he got his now wife and was like, we did it. We I asked her to marry me, and I said, great, love it, that's beautiful, and I don't even remember my mom telling me how she got engaged, honestly. Can, it was... can you imagine if you had, like, called your dad and, like,
1: excuse me? Yeah. Why wasn't wasn't I invited? (laughs)
0: Why wasn't I consulted? focus? (laughs) It it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Like involved in her engagement. That's not that it, it just, it makes no sense. But I guess at the same time, like both my parents were in happy, loving relationships. So when they got engaged, I was like, cool. Like you're both, you're both are, you know, you're in serious. My mom was living with her now husband. So it's like, okay, cool. Like nothing's going to change. And yeah. my dad and his now wife had been together for like five years. So it was like, yeah, cool. Like, the, this is the yeah. next natural step. Like, well, great.
1: Well, you want your significant other to like your kids, but it's very different when they're like grown kids yeah. that you already have a complicated relationship When you exactly. don't like them, she doesn't like Sarah. No. So what the fuck, yo? And so I just find it so interesting that Sarah still wants to be the center of Deb's attention and life, mm-hmm. but it's because. Sarah expects Deb to make up for all the shit Deb has done to her
0: mm-hmm. and
1: to do that at her feet by kissing it yeah. and by being the person and doing what I want. And you need to be here to watch Sophia unless I don't want you to watch Sophia. Then you need to go away. And like it's like that. And I think, listen, I don't, it's not like I don't understand what she's doing. I just think that she'd be happier if she just set a boundary that said, um, I'm not going to be seeing you anymore, or I'm going to see you. I'm going to come visit you twice a year. And that at, and that, when you're not going to be involved in my day-to-day life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: whatever it is that she felt most what worked for her, I, if she set that boundary as opposed to doing this push and pull, cause she's not going to win. I think Sarah's was waiting for that moment where she feels yes. like, yes, I have won. You have, I, yes, I put you through exactly what I've gone through, but it's never going to be like that because you were a child, Sarah. I know Farrah's listening to this. Farrah, you were a child, and you're never going to make her feel the way you felt when she was being physically abusive and verbally abusive mm-hmm. and controlling and gaslighting you. You're never going to feel that way. You can't win. Just let her go.
0: Yeah. you. I mean, 100%. And she says, Sophia, she's like, do you think Grandma will understand that you don't want to be there? <laughs> what? That, like, it's so, uh, it's so next level, so next level insane. And she's like, well, I'm sure future vacations are now going to be limited with Grandma because she's going to be married. <laughs> well, guess what? You're never going to get those vacations now. It's yeah.
1: all Dr. Daniel's That's basically what she said.
0: Yeah. But and you she can go on vacations with Grandma. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, you know, Ferris, like, you know, we can support it, but we don't have to be there. And she says this to Sophia. I'm just glad you know right from wrong how to better your life and how to choose a good man. Some people just want to get married to whoever, but not you not you, and not your mama. Princess. That's super inappropriate. You know what my mom and I talked about when it came to marriage when I was that age? Uh-huh. It was like, my mom would tell me and I don't know, my mom is my mom, and she'd be like, you can marry whoever you want, a boy or a girl, black or white, like, that's the type of conversations my mom and I had about marriage when I was seven years old, not, like, gotta Uh, choose a good man, like, you uh, know how to choose a good man, it was just, like, this greater concept of, like, I can be free to love whoever I want, because my mom is, like, an insane liberal person, and I think, like, wanted me to be gay so she could, like, have a gay daughter, <laughs> honestly. Like, my mom's a fucking nut job sometimes. love My her mom death. was
1: actually, at this age, my mom was actually getting married to my stepfather, who I adore, I always have, but I remember, we were already living with him, but I remember, like, maybe a couple of months for their mar- their wedding, she took me aside, and she, we had three brothers as well, a stepbrother and two um, biological brothers, and she took each of us aside and she wanted us to give like honest opinions on this. And it wasn't like, like my mom was not one of those people who let children decide things, but she wanted to mm-hmm. hear about what I thought of like living and being around and like, what did I think about him? Uh, is there anything I need to tell her that maybe I've been holding back telling her, but now I should tell her about it. And I just remember being like, no, no, everything's fine. And um, she asked me, because I got spankings in my house and she asked me was he, like, hitting me or, like, anything like that? And I was like, um, I don't know when I'm bad. <laughs> and I just remember having, like, this conversation with her. She was really worried about, like, I, I guess she felt like there was something that could have been happening that maybe she didn't know about or maybe we didn't feel comfortable telling her. That's the type of yeah. conversation I had with her. I never had a conversation with whether or not I thought that he was a good mate for her. Yeah. Uh, she was asking me from a child's point of view, what did I think of him? And I just told her, and I do adore him, I thought he loved, he, he really is like a cool type guy, and I, I was like, I just really like being around him, and I asked her who I was going to live with if they broke up, and uh, she said her, and I said, but I don't want to live with you, I want to live with him. <laughs> and she and I was like, you said to be honest. <laughs> and I like basically broke her heart, but still, I mean, they, we tease her with that all the time. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's the type of conversation you have. Not this. Not, you know how to choose a good man, don't you? Yeah. It's just,
0: <laughs> it's just so weird. And, like, my mom was in a very unhappy marriage. And as I got older, when I was older and, like, we were in the thick of our, like, awfulness as a family when I was a teenager, she would definitely say stuff like, you don't marry a man like your father. But not when <laughs> I was seven. Oh, princess, it was so bad. My parents used to break like, you up. see that? Oh my god. Don't do that. My parents used to break up like my dad would leave and then I would like ask my mom to let my dad come back and then he would come back and then it'd be really bad and once she was like well you told me that I should have him back. like She like blamed it on me. It was so sick. I was like 17. My mom was like peak alcoholic like oh my god Uh, it was so it was so bad once I turned like 14 or 15 my house was like I mean it was always dark but like once my mom was like really drinking like things were really dark in my house and so that I can relate to Farrah on and I really do think the I guarantee you I guarantee you that Deb would talk to Farrah about Michael like this sure sure and he I would bet go she, away. She would say, yeah, and
1: I bet she, she would say things like, but I'm trying to stay with him because of you. Or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. I bet she would say that. I bet she would say something about money. Because a lot of people stay married for money because it's cheaper to be married than to be divorced. Oh, my
0: God. My mom and, was like, don't you like going to summer camp? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I would have, like, rather had, like, a happy life instead of going to sleepaway camp. But, you know, that's... Well, the life so the, you've talked extensively about therapy and
1: about, um, was it trauma therapy you were talking yeah. about and how that really changed your perspective on things and really like yeah. push you forward. Do you think that Sophia's ever going to get to that? Cause I, cause also some of the things you're talking about are some of the things that happened to Sophia yeah. where people like put things on her and give her adult information that she does not have any type of experience or would process. And she just has to, like, figure it out. So do you foresee Sophia doing that? Or do you see her becoming, like, a mini Farah?
0: I think it depends. I think it really depends on what... It's hard to say. I think she could go either way. I still... Okay. Here's the thing. You don't get over your trauma from your parents until you realize, like, the traumas they survived... And, you know, when I, like, really was able to comprehend that, like, my mom was the child of German refugees who fled Nazi Germany and that their families were murdered in the Holocaust when – because my grandma was 46 when she had my mom. So my mom is, like, first-generation American, like – is, and I think I've definitely told this, like, my grandma had a really tough pregnancy and delivery, and they just went to Bermuda for, like, a month after my mom was born, and the nanny (laughs) raised her. It's it's awful. And once, like, I could really realize, like, oh, my mom is, like, the child of Holocaust survivors. Like, that's why she is the way that she is. She is fucked up, and she grew up in Virginia Beach as the only Jewish person in Virginia Beach. Like... That's where my parents live! Oh, fun! With, like, German Jewish parents, like... Like, no wonder my mom is so fucked up. And my dad had an alcoholic dad and an asshole mom and, like, a ton of shit happened to him. And once I was, like, able to put that together from working on my own trauma and just not... fair. very much reminds me of myself in that you can tell fair has no empathy or understanding for her parents and only views them as her abusers. And once you can, like, step back and kind of realize, like oh, my parents are fucked up because their parents were fucked up and their lives well, were yeah. fucked up. And- or also
1: like the power that they have.
0: We uh, we we're, were talking about this in the group
1: about Pink. Remember how she used to hate her mm-hmm. mom and they're taking pictures of the Grammys and stuff? What, especially one. I mean, usually once you have kids, you start to realize how much of a small person your mother and pa- father are, how mm-hmm. they are just people yeah. and that even the bad stuff they are done is just because, not because they are some some superhuman force. They are just people, and once you can figure, and once you can see them that way, you can forgive a lot of things, and you can also let them go, because yeah. they're not some some huge. They're, they're not some planet in your solar system. They are just this this being, and I think that Sarah has still. They still hold a lot of weight over her. I'm sure mm-hmm. that when she makes decisions, she goes, "Oh, my mom's going to hate this," or oh, "My mom's going to love this," or yeah. like I'm sure that's still a part of her processing.
0: And yeah, for sure. If she
1: really went to therapy, <laughs> if she really went to therapy. She could this could actually she could work through this to the yeah. point where she realized that Deb is just a crazy old bitch, and <laughs> yeah. you don't have to do this with her.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still like. There are still times where I think I have like all of my daddy issues figured out, and then my dad mm-hmm. does something, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking <laughs> asshole! Like, really? You're you're this much of an asshole still? Like, I thought we were better. Like, I thought you and I like got better and we were over this. And now I'm like hysterically crying to my mom, and then I realize like, oh yeah, because he's sixty, and like he he's real, he's changed. But, like, he still is him, and he is going to be him, and I need to stop, like, like, sometimes I get so mad when I want him to give me an emotional response to something, even though he never gives me emotional responses to things, like ever and that's not who he mm. is and then it's like okay well who's wrong in this situation it's not my dad because he wasn't guaranteeing me an emotional response and then he didn't follow through it's me for expecting him to yeah. give that and then being upset that he doesn't when it's not something he's capable of giving and that's on right. me and I don't get to demand that my dad like recently um I mean I'll just share it's on podcast like I'm probably moving back to Pennsylvania in June I mean I am, but not even probably anymore. I am, and I like. So they made a my, decision. Yeah, my mom is like thrilled. My stepmom is like so excited, and I told my dad last. It just like happened out that way, and he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Well, do you have thoughts?" And he was like, <laughs> "I mean, I think it's fine." And I was like, "Are you? Will you be looking forward to living in the same place as me? Like, do you have any fucking opinion on anything?" Like. like I was so mad not I was like mad that he wasn't being like oh Liz I'm so excited it's gonna be so great I can't wait for you to live with me and live in the same place and like we're gonna love each other but then like looking back on it it's like when has my dad ever responded that way to anything so why am I being mad it's I mean they talk about this a lot in 12 steps and it's like expectations are just you have to get rid of all expectations and Farrah just lives in expectations and get so mad sure. at her parents. And she, Farrah can just cannot seem to let go of what she believes her parents should be. And they're never gonna be that. And if you either have two choices in this, as an adult, you either accept your parents as who you are. And I am lucky that like both my parents got sober and they worked 12 step programs and went to therapy and like really fucking try to be better people. And that makes it easier for me because I'm not dealing still with the sick people. So either you can accept them as who they are or you let them go and you limit contact and you change your life so they don't revolve around them. Those are your only two fucking options. You don't have other options. They can only give you what they have. And I
1: this is a metaphor I use all the time when we're talking about relationships. People like people you cannot go to IHOP to get fajitas. Mm -hmm. They don't fucking have them. You can sit in there, you can cry, and you can bully, and you can yell, and you can do all kinds of stuff, but they serve pancakes and and eggs. That's what they have for you. And if they don't have it, you have to get up and go somewhere else. That's that's it. Either you gotta enjoy your pancakes or move on. And I personally, if I were fair, would move on because I don't think Deb has a lot. I don't think Deb has a lot to offer her. No. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot to offer. I don't think I... There's nothing Deb can do for Farrah or to make Farah feel better about anything. I'd leave Michael alone too. Cause I think Michael's fucking weird. I think Michael is crazy.
0: He gives me the weirdest I, vibes. I don't, he makes my like creep factor go off in a way that I can't really yeah. explain. He goes, he makes the hair on my arm stand up. I don't yeah, like it. I don't, I,
1: I would leave him alone, but right now he's basically being her bitch boy. So she's enjoying that. But mm-hmm. I would leave both. I would be Ashley. I don't think Ashley talks to any of them. And that's what I would do too. I'm so proud of you, Ashley. Keep running girl. Keep running. Cause this is not this is not what you need.
0: Yeah, Ashley talks to uh, Deb now, but I think on a limited basis and not in a public capacity. So you know, like she
1: only lets you call her, but she won't tell you where she lives and shit like that.
0: (laughs) I I really think so. So we get one last scene, which is uh, Deb pulls Michael aside and basically cries to Michael that she wants Deb or she wants Sophia and Fair to be there, and Michael. I mean, good for Michael. He says very diplomatic. You know, he says, uh-huh. "I think Sophia doesn't like the way that David treated her mom, and I think that she loves you and she wants to be there, but is feeling confused." And Deb's like, "You don't know what it feels like to be ripped in half. Like, shut the fuck up, Deb. Like, is this her third marriage? Yeah, I believe it's her third marriage, and also like not for nothing." I know I've been very much like Farrah needs to get on board with this David thing. And that Deb shouldn't revolve her entire life and choices around Farrah and Sophia. But Deb, you're a grown ass woman and your daughter doesn't like your fiance. And if you marry him, then you need to fucking accept that you're losing your daughter and your grandchild. And then that's your choice. And you're going to choose what's more important. And you know what? You're 60 years old. So maybe it is more important for you to have somebody to end your life with. And you know what? If that's your choice, that's your choice. And we're all going to, I mean, are we going to respect that? I don't respect anybody's choices on this show. But <laughs> but that's your choice to make. And you get to make that choice because you're a grown adult. And you get, you get those choices. But you don't get to sit here and, like, hysterically cry that you're being treated unfairly when your daughter's made it very fucking Not clear really. that she doesn't like this guy. And you still went and got married to him.
1: Yeah, we just spent an hour complaining about Farah. But the truth is, she's not doing much to you. She just doesn't want to come. And you keep showing up with dresses and shit. She doesn't want to come. And she told her daughter to say she doesn't want to come either. Fine. It's fine. Like, <sighs> I just either go through. First of all, I can't believe you're 60 years old, your third wedding, having this big to-do. But fine. Fine. Who who the fuck am I? But Farah not
0: being there is not going to be end of the world.
1: Because you're going to see Farah again. Because Farah needs to see you because this is how this is how dysfunction works
0: exactly so let's go on after like nine hours let's (laughs) go on to kate and we're gonna do that after a five second break kate um how do i feel about kate i i don't know it's this episode was depressing as fuck All the tabloids (laughs) and media outlets are running with Kate's pregnant. But at the same time, like, of course People Magazine is going to tweet that Kate's pregnant. Like, because they don't know. They don't read the Ashley in Twitter and Teen Mom Reddit to know that Kate had a miscarriage. And they can only go on what, you know, is on the show. Right, because
1: they're just really doing those little things that they are just kind of almost recaps of the show. Exactly. They're like,
0: Kate and Tyler have a secret. It's just somebody... (laughs) It's, like, ads for the show. Well, and also, like, Kate and Tyler haven't made an official statement. So, that No! That's so weird! Yeah. Nobody's made an official statement. I wonder why. I mean, it it is possible that Ashley's wrong and Kate is still pregnant. But Kate also posted a video of her getting a tattoo, like, in between treatment stays. And so I, I don't think she... I mean, I believe that she had a miscarriage and that she's not pregnant. But... Yeah. Yeah, so we find Bad. out Kate still didn't tell Tyler that she removed her IUD and she's hoping <laughs> that they're gonna get pregnant soon, even though they have their hands full. And it's like, oh yeah. Not really.
1: Not really. okay, so guys, before we get into this, I need to tell you what I believe happened to Kate in treatment, okay? Some popular? At me if you have to. Listen, I think Kate went to treatment for what you know, various mm-hmm. problems. She comes back from treatment. Tyler's at home. He's on a 500-calorie-a-day diet. He was, he was on Instagram talking about how he eats raisin toast and coffee. Then he has an apple for lunch. And then he has a, a salad with chicken on it for dinner every that's day. Insane. That's, that's not a healthy diet, but fine, whatever. Kate got back, saw that shit, and she knows what Tyler's like. She knows that next week Tyler's going to be like, you need to get on this diet with me. Come on. Come on, heifer. And then she's like, fuck this shit. And she went back to treatment. That's what I think happened. I don't think a combination of other things too. Yes. But I also think Tyler on a diet is even more insufferable than regular old Tyler. Tyler. I know every, I know he's a saint. I know you guys all love him because he stays with Kate, but he stays something in that relationship serves him. And I think he likes being the martyr. I think he loves being the savior. I think he loves being the one who has their shit together. And if he left her and went on to someone else, he would see that he has his own faults, too. He's a lot of fucking work. He he has these grandiose ideas about everything. He never can just be like, you know what? Let's just go to the store. He's like, let's get a horse and carriage. And let's, like, that's what he's like. And it's, it's exhausting to be around people like that. And he has many, many, many unresolved issues with his father and his mother. Things he blames them for. Things he feels are his fault. Things he Wishes were different. And I think he's a lot of work. And I wrote that in some other Facebook group, and somebody was really upset with me. They said he does all the work. Okay, but he's, st- I didn't say he was more, he was less work than Kate. I said he's a lot of fucking work.
0: Agreed. So, yeah. I think Tyler loves that he can get on Twitter and see thousands of comments calling him sure. like more attractive than Kate. I think he loves oh. that. I think he loves well, being who the only he's team that's more attractive mom- than Kate. I, Princess. They're equally attractive because they look like brother and sister. They're uh, equally attractive. I don't disagree, but, you know, that's just the Twitter opinion. Well, I'm just, I'm an investigative journalist and I have to report <laughs> the facts, okay? Oh. <laughs> By the way, if you happen Big to news. know my Reddit username, which, you know, figure it out if you know it, um, I'm not going to like read it aloud on the podcast, even though I'm sure I have in the past. If you Google it, there are so many articles quoting. Because these, like, awful clickbait sites just, like, quote Reddit comments. And it's so funny to read them. And it's like, could you guys plug my fucking podcast next time you do this? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Give me a plug. Um, But anyway, so, Kate... Okay. Here's what I think happened. I think treatment... I mean, it's rehab. But whatever. I think treatment... Yeah is the only place that Kate has ever been happy and has like been able to just like chill and be herself because it's the only place like she's in control of things. Yeah. She, it's the only place that her mom isn't living near her. Tyler's not there reminding her of Carly every time she looks at his face. MTV is maybe not following her around asking her. So how, how, when's the last time you talked to Carly. (laughs) <laughs> Have you seen Carly recently? <laughs> Even though like they hey, were remember fucking that baby there, the production? Last... I love doing? when they I love when MTV's like, when's the last time you've seen Carly? Like you were there, assholes. Like they haven't seen Carly without you. Like there are no Carly visits without MTV. Like you fucking know when they're there. So I think I a think treatment treatment also is a scheduling for her. Like she knows this is when I eat
1: breakfast. And She's never had do a this. schedule
0: in her fucking life. And she definitely never had life. one with April. Never had a schedule with April. Never. She hasn't been in school she since never... she was seventeen. She doesn't have one now with Tyler. She's never had a job. Some place you have to be, someplace where
1: people yeah. expect you. Some place like they like they say in the twelve step program when you're starting those little things out and you're like, Okay, you just want to get a you just wanna get a job where you can show up and you mm-hmm. can be of service, and it's not a big deal. And Kate doesn't have that. She's never had that.
0: But in treatment, hey, lunch is at 12, and then I go to group,
1: and then I do this. She's
0: probably thriving under the schedule, 100%. And that's funny because I'm always telling my new sponsees to get what I call recovery jobs. I'm like, go work at Panera and just show up every day. Like, show Uh up every day that you're supposed to be there for two months. And then if you want to get another job, get a better job. But like, you're not going to, you don't need to go get like an amazing job. But Kate has never in her life, had a schedule and accountability, and I think she probably is like feeling good on that schedule and accountability. Sure, she but she doesn't to... know what it is. No, she thinks it's
1: treatment that's yeah. that's doing that. She doesn't know how to recreate it. Just like you said, like you don't have to fly to treatment to, to do this. You could just find a better therapist. Yeah, there.
0: Find group, but therapy she she's there. also trying to get away from Tyler. Yeah, I believe that she's trying of to get course, away from Tyler. They don't understand. I mean. They've been together since they were 13 fucking years old. 13 yeah. years Butch old. Before Butch and
1: April got together, they were together. Then Butch and, and April got together and got married.
0: So all, almost all of Kate's trauma, of course there's earlier childhood trauma, but almost all of her trauma that she's experienced since she was 13, or all of it, is connected to Tyler. Because sure. Tyler was there through it. And so she's able to go to treatment and just focus on herself and not have to deal with, like, how her trauma impacts Tyler and how her and Tyler, like, share – they share trauma in, like, the sickest way. It's sick. It's really sick. And it's not – They
1: share trauma. They share a job. Yeah. They share a business that they have to do together, everything they have to do together. And they share a home together.
0: Homes? Properties? Oh, they share properties together.
1: This is, I once worked with a roommate, and it was the worst thing that ever fucking happened to me. I yeah. cannot imagine having everywhere you go and everything you do have to do with Tyler. And Tyler, vice versa. Everything yeah. about him has something to do with cake. Yeah. He has nothing without cake.
0: Nothing. I'm sure all their friends are mutual friends. And it's funny you because, yeah. like, my roommate and I get along. We're, like, the best roommates We get along so well. Of course, we get, like, mildly annoyed with each other sometimes. But we've been living together for almost four years. Like, we get along super, super well. And sometimes she's like, oh, we should hang out more. And I'm like, I think we hang out the perfect amount, actually. Right. Because we just get along so well and we don't want to interrupt this. And I think the same, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't hang out with her enough. And then I'm like, wait, no, we we hang out the perfect amount because we don't need to fight. 'Cause you can't be with somebody well, you can't like and you know what some couples can and they're perfectly happy and fine with that. But Kate and Tyler have no outside outlets, and I think Kate doesn't Nothing. have the words or the ability to fully comprehend that and her only outside outlet is going to treatment. Yeah. And I mean same for Tyler. Yeah. He wants to go he told his mom he wants to go to treatment. And I'm like, what the for what? You don't who the fuck just goes to treatment? Like I just he's unhappy
1: it... and he doesn't realize that it's not a mental illness to be unhappy now I don't know Charles probably is depressed okay yeah. don't get me wrong I believe that I believe he has depression I, he probably has anxiety too he, he's got a lot of shit going on but he thinks that the reason he's unhappy with Kate is because of these things as opposed to you don't need to this, this relationship's not healthy yeah. and they've been to a couple of boot
0: camps so what the fuck or was it, it just? Yeah, they went to therapy? couple therapy, like the VH1, not the... October VH1. Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just straight up insanity that Tyler said he wants to go to treatment. Like, Tyler, you don't need to go to fucking treatment. Like, if you want to go to a spiritual retreat for a long weekend and do yoga, like, that's great. I support that. But, like, you don't need to go away for a month for what... These people, and I really think Who's gonna both watch Nova? of them, it's, not Kate, I really think both <laughs> of them, like just, just see this like opportunity to get away from the other one, but can't verbalize or even fully comprehend that that's what they're doing.
1: Uh, and I'm also going to disagree with you. I don't think MTV is paying for this. I don't think we're going to film inside there. I don't think that's what's happening. I really think that they're paying for these things out of pocket. I don't supposedly think
0: like they filmed a lot of the first treatment trip like the one that happens in november
1: so, so we're gonna see it this season or next season yeah
0: this season i mean because we're in october well if they if they're filming
1: inside the treatment center they definitely pay for it but if they do what they yeah. did last time where it's just tyler visits and it's like they real go
0: hike yeah
1: yeah, something like that where they're just basically like, no, you can't come in. You're not going to be filming that part. Then MTV didn't pay for it. So I'll be, I'll be, I, I have a strange feeling because, yeah, I go to treatment by, I go to treatment if, if like MTV was going to pay for it. Fuck yeah. I go to treatment right now. I'll figure out something to be treated for. But, um, but. Same. I think that regardless if anybody's paying for it, I think that, um, I think they're gonna go regardless.
0: Yeah, that's I athletic. think Kate has so little management, and she's like, Well, the only place I've ever not wanted to kill myself is when I'm in treatment, so I gotta go back there.
1: That's sad. That's that's
0: it's sad, of course. It's sad.
1: It's really sad that she's so suicidal. Like, I personally. I'm not saying I don't think I would ignore any cries from help from her, but I don't think she would kill herself because first of all, she'd have to make a fucking plan and that's not that's not Kate's strong point. Yeah. But I think she says she's gonna kill herself a lot. And you gotta believe someone when someone says shit like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. There's no reason to really Yeah, at night when the cameras aren't there. Imagine what it is like when the cameras aren't there. It's not like this. It's Kate mm-hmm. well, I mean Kate does look like a slob all the time, but it's Kate like literally in the bed all the time. It's mm-hmm. Tyler telling her he wants to do this. We need to do this. So you said you were going to do that and she's just like, "Ugh." Oh, and God. it's and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And she's like, "I don't want to live. So it's shit like it's 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 a lot. I I guarantee you that Kate on a regular basis looks a hell of a lot like Amber. Yeah. You just don't see it on the
0: camera. Absolutely. And can't you just picture, like, Tyler, like, s- slamming the lights on and, like, pulling the cover. And he's like, you have yeah. to get Time out to get of up. bed. Yeah. Time yeah. to get up. Nobody's been looking for you. Are you going to – didn't you say you were going to work
1: out today, Heifer? I can't <laughs> – I I can't stop saying Heifer because uh, he Leslie Lefkowitz, um was talking about the day, And I forgot that he said, I don't want to be with no Heifer. Now – My mom says the word heifer all the time. I don't know if it's Southern or if this is a black thing, but heifer is like something you definitely call people. But it's like bitch in that when I call you a bitch, I'm not saying you like a dog. When I call you a heifer, I'm not saying fat. I'm just just a mean thing to say to a woman, you heifer. But
0: when Tyler, I went back and found the clip, when Tyler said, I was like, oh, he needs fat. I mean, he, didn't he put his arms out and, like, yeah. he said, I don't want no heifer as a wife, and, like, at the same time, like, puffed his cheeks up and put his arms out like a new but It was oomba, fucking like.
1: mean.
0: Yeah. And it was when it she was, was talking about Weight Watchers, which I deeply relate to because now I'm on Weight Watchers. I'm doing Weight Watchers. I started this week, and my favorite Lean Cuisines are 10 fucking points for a fucking 350-calorie Lean Cuisine I started pizza. Weight Watchers.
1: And I'm really upset with the world because I just want to eat food. I I'm, actually am upset anytime I have to, like, limit what I'm eating. Like, I Same. honestly just want to eat whatever the fuck I want. Same. But that's how we got into this mess, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. For, for dinner tonight, I had corn. <laughs> because
0: it's zero points and I use all my points up. That's
1: yes, the reason that corn it, is
0: zero points. It's a is, It's super high in carbs. That's why it's so good.
1: That, yeah that's why we like that's why people think that like they'll be like I love vegetables I like corn yeah because yeah. corn's a grain <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually noticed yes. that because
0: tonight I had um squash and zucchini which calorie wise are actually like pretty dense in calories for a vegetable I mean it's not like an insane amount of calories but I think like a I remember okay so I counted calories to lose 40 pounds and I've gained about 15 of it back so I'm trying Weight Watchers and it's going against a lot of my calorie counting knowledge. And I'm like, how can zucchini and squash be zero calories? But zucchinis, like, for a half a cup of zucchini is, like, 50 calories. How can that be but zero calories? Ve- oh, yeah, but it's not calories they're counting. They're counting I know, whether or not... Yeah. Which is why I don't get it. I don't, like, I'm trying not to question it because I don't understand how the points line up to calories. No. I don't understand how a lot of stuff works, but... Um... I'm just doing it's it. It's just, I just I, I told
1: myself I give it three months, which is three month trial you have. Yes. They give you. Same. I'm going gonna to do the same
0: thing. I'm,
1: yeah. I'm going to give it three months. And if I don't, if, if this really hurts me, like I, I can't do it. I can't keep on the point that I'm like insanely mean to everybody I'm going to stop. But the problem with me is I'm just trying to figure out food that I want to eat. Mm-hmm. And like I Dude. have food issues. Um, I could be really superior if I wanted to be, and be like, oh, I don't drink coffee because I've never had to. I never, I don't, I don't care about liquor. I've never done any drugs. None of that shit ever bothers me. But food is my thing, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the same thing drug addicts do. I'm doing the same thing mm-hmm. uh, alcoholics do. I am like, ins- I am, yeah, I am, yeah, substituting food for, for I'm using that to help with my emotions, and I want to avoid that. I have been working out. I just personally I just want to be a better person I want to be stronger I want to be faster I like if if like a serial killer were chasing me I like the option to run away like as it is now I just have to be like oh you got me buddy I can't (laughs) I like the option just do it quick (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah I'm just like we're not gonna run through this parking lot I'm tired just yeah yeah, my <laughs> thing is is that I can meal prep like a ton of food and I'll bring it to work and I'll eat it for work and then I'll leave work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really don't give a fuck that I have a healthy dinner today at home. I'm going to go yep. get a grilled chicken Caesar wrap with extra Caesar dressing on it with curly fries on the side and a soda because that's what I <laughs> actually want to eat. And I understand that yeah. I have chicken and veggies in my fridge ready to be eaten, but I don't want to eat that bullshit. And that's where I mm-hmm. have to make like the healthy choice. Is Like n- basically for me, it's like, eating out is my drug and i have to never eat out i have to i only love to eat, eat. out i love i fucking love to eat out i love it i love to just fast food anything like i love Did it. you eat out a lot as a kid no which is funny we almost never we really, really didn't eat out a lot we never went to restaurants. never my parents i don't know my, my parents like to drink and i didn't like to pay for money or drinks at restaurants i think um <laughs> it's sick but we would no, get I'm takeout. Even... We would get takeout, like, a decent, not a ton, but we would do, there was an Outback right by my house, like, re, like within five minutes of where I lived, there was an Outback randomly, It's which is weird because there's no other restaurants in the area to this day except this random-ass Outback. Like,
1: uh-huh.
0: and um, so we would get, like, Outback to go instead of going to the Outback and, like, bring it back to our house. We would get ch- Chinese food rarely, and we would do Domino's, like, you know, once every other week, like we would have pizza, but my mom cooked almost every night, but I fucking love to eat out. I love it. I think
1: that's why you loved it. Cause I, that's the same thing. Like we never went to restaurants. Um, I didn't even know McDonald's had an inside. I thought it only existed in drive through. Like my mom, we never went inside. No, only drive through. No. So I had McDonald's like once every other week. Yeah, we Exactly other than that my mom cooked and we had left I hate fucking leftovers and I, I don't so there's something funny. about me that thinks going out to eat or eating out is special and the shit is not fucking special It's expensive. and I just I'm, so I'm eating better because I have kids in the house these days and um, so I do eat better because I don't want them to eat like shit I want them to have good relationships with food I don't want them to think that if you're having a bad day just roll up to McDonald's and it'll be cool and So that's part of the reason why I want to do Weight Watchers. and That's the only reason I consider it now is because they have so much flexibility with things, and it's more about eating well than opposed to eating very little. But I'm still trying to figure out what I should and what I can eat, and um, mostly fruits and vegetables. And if I were the type of person who just wanted to chow down on a bunch of salads, I wouldn't be in this fucking mess, Oprah. So what the fuck? (laughs)
0: like do what? You... <laughs> wait when i was in eighth grade my mom <laughs> oh my god this is insane my mom lost a lot like 40 pounds on weight watchers my mom was never heavy but she carried like an extra 30 pounds and like lost 40 so she looked like great and she's kept it off and this was almost 20 years ago at this point so i had like put on a little bit of weight but i was still very thin and my dad is, like, has type 2 diabetes, even though he's, like, the thinnest person you've ever seen. It's genetic in our family. Like, a lot of my dad's side of the family has it. And my numbers started coming back high, so my mom took me to Weight Watchers when I was in 8th grade. This is insane. Oh my God. This is, like, the insanity oh. I, which actually my mom and I thought about like two years ago, like we got into a fucking fight about it and she tried to tell me that it didn't happen or like the way that I remembered it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, well, how shit. did she think that happened? Like I, you act a little weight watcher? She thought I was, she was like trying to help me and that it was like my idea. I don't know. I, I wasn't <laughs> listening to her cause I was just like, that's not the way it fucking happened. Cause I was like going full Farrah on her. Really? No, what yeah. I do is I go Chelsea on my mom. You know the way Chelsea just, like, snaps at her mom over nothing? That's what okay, I Okay, mom. It's, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I go full Chelsea on my mom. Way more than, like, it's different than Farrah and Deb. It's more Chelsea and Mary, me and my mom. So like, I'm my annoyed, mom brought me to yeah. Weight Watchers, and I was on oh. it for, like, two weeks. And, like, doing – I remember I was, like, using the measuring cup, like, to measure my cereal in the morning and, like, really trying hard – And, I mean, I played sports. I wasn't fat. Like, if you look at pictures, I was, like, perfectly normal. But I don't know. I think I went to a nutritionist around this time, too. My mom was drinking. That's really, like, the explanation. And we went to a meeting, and I had gained a pound because I was on my period. And the lady, like, looked down at the scale and was like, you've gained a pound. And (laughs) because it was, like, only my second week, I was supposed to still be, like, you know, just, like, flushing off weight because it's like the beginning of the diet weight that's just like falls off of you and i remember right. screaming at my mom in the car way home and then i locked myself in my room and i hysterically cried and we never went oh. back to weight watchers because oh. she the lady embarrassed oh me God. so bad oh, wow. and you know like I, this is another thing like Going back to, like, you have to forgive your parents, like, the reality is it's, like, my mom had gotten healthy on Weight Watchers, and we got these test results back that probably scared the shit out of her, and they were calling me a pre-diabetic when I was 13, and that was, like, probably terrifying to her. You know what I mean? To, like, get those results- (laughs) And yeah. I had gained a w- little bit of weight, because I turned 13, I, like, got my period, and I got hips and boobs, and I'd always been, like, as a kid, I could eat anything I want. I was very, very thin as a kid, and then I got, like, a little stomach and boobs and hips, and just looked like a normal 13-year-old. And, and I mean, I look at pictures myself, I I know I wasn't fat, but it was... And I'll never forget the way that lady like looked up at me and was like, "You've gained a pound," and I <laughs> flipped. I flipped. Uh, and like, I mean, for you know, to my mom's credit, we didn't go back after that. But okay. now I'm now this podcast brought to you by Weight Watchers. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, so. I've always been fat
1: and ugly. <laughs> That's what I like to tell people, and the and it's part of the reasons people always tell me. Oh, you're so funny. You have such a good outlook on life. You have such a good personality. And it's because when I was like 11 years old, I not, I not only was I like uh, going to this school where I was like obviously the biggest person there, the biggest girl there, even though I look back and fiction, I'm like, oh my god, you were not that. But um, I was also the only black kid in the entire school, mm-hmm. and I just was like, oh, I'm not gonna be getting any play, guys. <laughs> like this is this is what my life is gonna be like. So I'm just gonna be like. I don't have to try for that. <laughs> I don't have to try. Like, whenever I see people on TV and they look at certain I'm like I'm never like, oh, my God, I've got to look that way. I'm like, oh, no, that's not even possible. So yeah. I'm good. And so I just, and so this is translate. This worked out well for me. I've made a career out of it. I've never been single when I didn't want to be single. I've been proposed to fucking five, five times, guys. Like It's because at some point, when I was a young kid, I just, like, had a little talk with myself. and was just like, okay, listen, there's a lot of things you're not going to be. You're not going to be tall. You're not going to be skinny. And you're not going to be white. So you've got to work with what you got. got. I, I, hate, I hate telling this story because people always think it really sad. But I swear to God, it's one of the reasons why I've done so well the way I've done. Because I've just been, like, I don't have the same kind of pressures other people have to feel mm-hmm. like, Okay, well, if you don't if you don't have eyelashes like this, and if you don't look this way, if you don't spend this amount of money on concealer or contour or whatever, you're not gonna be anything. It's because I already realized I wanted anything, so whatever I got was like was always extra. So, so I can't imagine my mom taking to a Weight Watchers thing, but I can totally I can totally see myself like this girl being like. You gained a pound. And me being like, fuck it. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want?
0: Are you? This is who I am. <laughs> oh. So I don't really want to, like, recap more of Caitlyn and Tyler's episode because I no. just don't care. But Caitlyn's pregnant. Tyler's shocked.
1: They take a test in a Ruby Tuesdays of some sort because Tyler wants to be surprised because he's a lot of fucking work.
0: No, he, he tells wants him, to be surprised because he wants a fucking viral video of him being surprised. I'm telling you. But I'm just saying, he's the type of person, if you know a woman who, who's, like,
1: planning a wedding and she's trying to make her wedding video go viral, I guarantee you that bitch is a lot of work. She's high drama, okay? Yes. And yeah, Kyler is fucking high drama. Yes. And so she tells him, and he does the worst thing ever. He does this off-Broadway rendition of, I don't know if I want to have a baby. When you... I told her. I <laughs> and so they do that, and then that's the end. I mean, Tyler, I, um, what's that kid's name? Nova was there. She was looking cute. She was also looking like Steve Buscemi, which I think she looks a lot like, but she was also cute in a couple of scenes.
0: But other than that, did anything happen? No, nothing. No. Let's move on. Hey, guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards, www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos, and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.